Have you guys ever had one of those anxiety attacks or those panic attacks that kind of makes you feel like super bizarre or disconnected from the rest of the world? Like kind of like... What is going on? I hope everyone's doing well today. Uh, I'm doing all right. I had, um, you know, some ups and downs so far this morning, but it's looking like it's going to be a beautiful day here in Vancouver. It's just starting to warm up and uh, I'm planning on heading to the beach right after I record this. So I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, I just want to come on here today and kind of just say what's up to you guys. And uh, like I said, hopefully you're doing well. And ask you guys the question, you know, have you guys ever had one of those anxiety attacks or those panic attacks that kind of makes you feel like super bizarre or disconnected from the rest of the world? Like kind of like maybe the reason you had that panic attack was a little bit weird and people might not understand or maybe it just kind of makes you feel a little bit different than everybody else. One of those panic attacks that just kind of makes you feel different than everybody else, right? And I've had these kinds of things happen to me before in the past. Uh, I can tell a little bit of a personal story that way. Uh, but I also thought it'd be really, really cool to kind of connect with some other people as well and kind of share some of their stories as well. So earlier this week, or last week, I think it was, I made a post on Instagram kind of asking people if they'd be down to kind of share an experience like this. I reached out to a couple people. And so if you did reply to me, if you did kind of you know, connect with me in that way. I am very appreciative of that. And yeah, I think it's just very useful. And I think it's um, an important thing for us to talk about, because I think that a lot of a lot of us, sorry, have these kind of experiences with our mental health with kind of anxiety attacks or panic attacks that kind of make us just feel like outsiders, like people wouldn't really understand it. And I think that a lot of us have a lot more similarities than we think. And so I'll kind of start off by telling just like my own little personal story. And so essentially what happened was uh, back in the day when I used to work in the gym, I, I worked in sales. And basically what happened was when I first started there, I, I wanted everyone to kind of think that I was just like a natural at this because I've always kind of had the gift of gab. I've always been like been able to have conversations comfortably Um or so it seems, or so it appears. A lot of the times I still do feel like a little bit of social anxiety or I still do feel a little bit uncomfortable. I just show it in different ways. Like a lot of people kind of shut down and they just kind of get a little bit quieter. They get kind of, you know, they they become more reserved. They want to kind of, um, yeah, that way. But for me, I've always kind of felt like I wanted to almost compensate and wear a mask that way, like socially wear a mask that way and just kind of show people like, oh, I don't want them to think that I am nervous. I don't want them to think that I feel these th these feelings or think these thoughts. So I'm going to kind of overcompensate. And that's what kind of led me like growing up to be like a, a little bit more of like a class clown type of character. Anyways, the long and short of it is I start off in this sales position and I'm like, you know, the type of person that is a lot more competitive and I'm, I'm talking shit. And so... um my sales position was in a gym in the fitness industry. And so we were selling gym memberships and we used to have kind of like events, maybe like once or twice a month to kind of build a little bit more hype in the community. We'd have like vendors across the community come by and, and kind of like either sell their products or do free giveaways or do promo stuff or whatever it could be. Uh, we'd also have like live DJs come by. We'd also have like discounts on our memberships so that everyone that hasn't bought a membership yet for that gym 
could come by that day and get like a discounted price. Maybe we'd bundle them together in with friends or family members or the corporate deals or whatever it could be, right? And I remember the first time that we had it, we had like these kind of expectations, obviously, like, cause it is a sales position. So we obviously, I wouldn't say like we had quotas because there was never a risk of like being fired or losing your job or anything like that. But it was expectations. Like people uh, would have high expectations for you. And obviously if you would hit those things, then you'd be paid more, uh, which was important to me. And also, it was also more about like bragging rights. Like I wanted people to think, oh, he's so good at this. And, um, you know, like I said, like uh, I've talked about this before on podcast episodes where it's like, you know, I wasn't really naturally talented in a lot of things in my life. And so I've always kind of felt this need to kind of, you know, maybe compensate with with uh, different ways, I guess. I don't know. I'd, uh, it's still something I'm trying to figure out. But regardless... Uh, what had happened to me essentially was I, you know, I booked a bunch of appointments for that day and I was super, super stoked. But on, on that day, a lot of my appointments either fell through, they, they canceled on me. They wouldn't pick up their phones, you know, kind of classic cliche for a lot of salesmen. I've been there a lot of times since then, but this was kind of the first time where I was dealing with something like this. And for anybody that's worked in sales before, you know, this exact same feeling, it's kind of like crunch time at the end of the month. And everything seems to just be like kind of falling through and it, it sucks. But, you know, what do you do when you're in that position? Well, naturally, uh, in, in a sales position, you kind of, you know, sit down at your desk, sit down at your cubicle, wherever you work, whatever, and you start trying to hit the phones. And that's exactly what I did. I got out my long little list of fucking people on this piece of paper and I start calling, calling, calling. I'm like, maybe I'll just, you know, close some of these deals over the phone Maybe I'll just get some people signed up that way and that'll kind of help me out and I'll, uh, you know, I could, I could pull through. I could be the rock star that I feel like I should look like. And that was when the DJ showed up and live music starts blasting in the gym as well, which obviously lifted the energy and made everybody a lot more excited. It made the, uh, the vibe a lot happier for everybody except for me because that meant, you know, well, now I obviously, I couldn't close people in front of me because... I had no one in front of me and I couldn't close people over the phone because I couldn't talk on the phone. And so just short of running out of there and using my cell phone and jumping on there, I um, started kind of going through this, this downward spiral. And obviously when you get super anxious like this and you're kind of stressed out, you're not really thinking logically because logically speaking, that's what you would do. You just leave the environment and go and call people on your cell phone, whatever it could be, right? Like you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. But when you're having these panic attacks or these stressful moments or, you know, obviously this is like years and years ago. I think it was like probably, oh, I got to do the math. It's probably like six years ago now. Um, I was a lot less stable. I was a lot less uh, understanding of where my head was at. And uh, to be quite frank, my mental health was fucked. So, um, yeah, I ended up having this massive panic attack. And by the time somebody finds me, which is... Uh, pretty embarrassing by the time somebody finds me i'm curled up in the fetal position under my desk bawling my eyes out and i'm just kind of like fucked i'm like i'm never gonna be good at anything this was the one job that i you know i just quit another job to come to this one and i was changing industries and i wasn't good at my last job and maybe i'll be good at this one and now i'm fucking this up and just kind of one of those like inevitable like kind of downward spiral moments like it was kind of like one of those things where it's like 
not really an appropriate reaction to the situation I was in at the time. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. That's just kind of how mental health impacts us. That's how, exactly what happens. Is like a lot of the times it, it puts us in positions where we're making decisions or we're, we're acting in ways that maybe isn't appropriate or expected from whatever situation that we're in, right? And so I'm having a rough day at work. It's supposed to be super high energy, and it was high energy for me, just not in the right ways. Obviously, um, the magnitude of the energy was uh, was very high, but it wasn't positive. And so uh, I get found under my desk in the fetal position, bawling my eyes out. And uh, the person that finds me just so happens to be my boss. And this also happens to be like, I think my second month into the job. So in my head, I'm thinking, wow, they're probably thinking, who the fuck did I just hire? And what the fuck kind of baggage is this? It ended up being all right for me uh, because we kind of went for a walk. We just kind of like talked it out. It turned out that uh, we ended up becoming good friends after that for quite a while. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like my first kind of exposure. I mean, to, well, it wasn't even my first exposure to a panic attack, but it was the first, you know, thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about situations like this. And so, like I said, I, I kind of made a post on my... Um, Instagram and I reached out to a couple people to see if anyone else would be willing to share their kind of experiences. Maybe um, people that, that wouldn't want to sit down for like a full length kind of episode, a podcast episode, but just kind of want to share their experiences so that other people like you, like myself can kind of understand that no matter what it is that you're dealing with, you know, life can get better. You're not alone. Everyone goes through these weird fucked up situations where we feel like we're the only ones that goes, that go through these situations. And so I did get a few responses. I want to kind of share these with you guys and kind of see how you feel about them. And uh, I guess kind of just give you the opportunity as well. If you feel like you want to share your story or you want to kind of connect with people as well, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. It is at Mark D. Henriksen. Um, So you can reach out to me there. It'll be at the bottom of the screen here for anybody that's watching this. And for anybody that's listening to this, it will be in the show notes uh, below. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you fucking listen to podcasts. But um, let's start kind of, uh, I'll go through these kind of stories and then you guys can kind of, you know, hopefully feel like no matter what it is you're going through or what you've been through in the past, you're not alone and life can get better for you as well. And so the first one I wanted to share right here is someone that's a friend of mine. Um, yeah, I don't want to share too many details, but basically the story goes like this. And I'll kind of, uh, maybe I'll post like a, a picture of it or a screenshot of it somewhere on the screen here. So if you're watching the video, you can read along with me, but I'll try and read this the best I can. I don't really have the best reading level, but uh, here we go. So the first one says, a few years ago while in active addiction, um, I had my first appointment with a counselor. I was paranoid, anxious, and depressed all the time. On my way up the elevator, I started having trouble breathing. And once I got in, I couldn't say a word. After some time and some deep breaths, I said, help me, please. Even though it was a safe place, I still wasn't able to be honest with her about where my drug and alcohol addiction was taking me. I had never said I had a problem to anyone but I knew I needed help. I continued to struggle and live a dishonest life for a while until I got honest with myself 
my family, and joined a 12-step recovery program. And so I resonate with this quite a lot because it reminds me a lot about the time, the first time that I ever went to go and see a doctor in regards to my mental health. I remember going in there, I was actually kind of coerced to go there by someone that I was dating a long, long time ago. And, you know, obviously uh, the communication wasn't that awesome between the two of us, but I am thankful that they were the person that kind of helped push me into getting a little bit of help because I don't think I probably would have without uh, someone saying, you need fucking help and uh, having them leave me over my mental health. So that was kind of the incentive for me because I was like, oh, I guess all of my partners are just going to continue to leave me unless I get some fucking help. So I remember going into the doctor and I remember thinking like, I'm fucked and I really have no hope for myself. And I remember going in there and pretty much just sitting in front of my doctor and before I could even talk, there was just tears streaming down my face and I was just thinking like, please, I will fucking do anything you say if you can just help me feel better because there's nothing that kind of makes me feel good or happy in this life and just kind of how this person express expresses just saying help me please to the doctor like that i literally see myself in that as well and also just kind of the uh the ability to just be honest with yourself like living a dishonest life for quite a long time like that's that's what they say and that's exactly how I felt in a lot of times in my life, like kind of just being able to, you know, I was, I was so good. I was, you know, probably naturally fit for a sales position because I was the perfect salesman for myself. I sold myself this story of, you know, uh, if I can just kind of numb myself to this certain pain and then push myself forward and keep working, then eventually I'll feel better. And a lot of the times that's how we feel. We feel like, it, you know, we just have to keep pushing, keep hustling, keep keep grinding, which I definitely agree with. We do always have to keep working. But that's not that, that's, it's not like we can avoid, you know, what's making us feel like shit in the first place. Obviously, we have to be honest with ourselves and be able to kind of evaluate our lives and say, you know, this is where I'm fucking up and I could definitely do better here. Um, and there's different techniques on how you can do that. Obviously, going to see a doctor or a counselor or professional is going to be um, probably one of the most recommended ways to do that. But we can get into a few other ones as well. I just kind of want to share this first story here because, uh, like I said, I resonate with this a lot. And it kind of reminds me a lot about the first times I was going to see professional help for some of the problems I was dealing with. So... Um, Hopefully you guys kind of resonate with that one as well. And also I want to say this, if, if you reached out to me and you kind of shared a story and um, <clears throat> you're kind of like, hey, what the fuck? Why didn't he share my story? Then uh, I'm going to probably do quite a few episodes of these, uh, these kinds of things uh, just because I do think it's useful and hopefully it is for you guys. So I just kind of wanted to pick a few different things that resonated a lot with me and also kind of had a, a consistent theme and hopefully you guys can find that theme as well. And so let's kind of move on to the next story here. All right, moving on to the second story, it says, I think a big inner battle I dealt with last year was when I moved away from home, kind of, uh, they describe a place here and you'll be able to read it if you're reading the screenshot, but I'm just gonna say, I moved further away from my home for two months on my own. Uh, in my last relationship, I was told by my partner that I needed to learn how to be alone. There was also a lot of infidelity, which made me feel worthless, made me kind of question, you know, what's wrong with me? So moving forward, 
when I moved out and uh, moved away from home, I had so much anxiety being on my own and wondered if I could even do it. I noticed I developed so much anxiety. I started performing behavioral traits like checking if the door was locked three times before going to bed or locking my car four times before going inside, which I want to say I definitely do these things as well. Like that's uh, definitely very common for somebody that has anxiety. Like walking away from my truck, if you were to ask my girlfriend, I probably pressed the lock button like seven fucking times. So moving forward. Anyways. Uh, until I realized that my habits were causing me so much anxiety, I decided to do something about it, and I started to journal. I'm a visual learner, so until I saw my thoughts written down, I was not able to make these small changes. I asked myself, what is in my control? And by asking myself this question, and I was able to think and realize that the fear of being alone or not being good enough was controlling my habits. At any point, I was feeling anxious about being alone, I would ask myself what is in my control and what I was able to do to stop these negative habits from happening. I slowly realized that by being by myself, uh, it was peaceful and I created some healthy habits like journaling. And they go on to kind of say that, you know, they, they share these kinds of stories with patients that they deal with. This person's a nurse. And um, she kind of goes on to say how that impacts them as well. And so... I think that that's a beautiful story. I think that that's awesome because obviously like uh, I've kind of dealt with this kind of stuff as well in past relationships. I've dealt with this kind of like the cheating and the infidelity and that does leave you to think, you know, what's wrong with me? Like why, how come, you know, am I not good enough? Am I, am I fucked up? Am I, you know, I, do I not have enough value? And you know, these kinds of things though, it may not directly translate to all these different kind of behaviors. It does, subconsciously impact us in so many different ways and so maybe you carry that forward into your next relationship or maybe you carry that into you know I don't even I couldn't even describe how many millions of ways this feeling of you know inadequacy that I've talked about so many times or this feeling of not being good enough how many ways that this can impact your life because you know I still deal with it these these are still the demons that haunt me to this day and uh you know, even this episode, this is the second time I've tried recording this episode, which is not very common for me, but I was just literally re-listening to uh, my first kind of shot recording this. And I was like, this just isn't good enough. It's not, it doesn't really express the same message that I want to express it. So I had to give it a second shot. But I mean, there that's a small, you know, almost seemingly painless way that it's manifested. But there's so many times that this kind of feeling of, you know, Am I good enough or am or people going to think that I'm not good enough or what's wrong with me? Like these these kinds of feelings manifest in so many different evil ways in our lives. And for me personally, I resonate with this a lot because journaling was one of the things that kind of helped me through that. Obviously, talking to other people is um, it's it's going to help you out because you can hear all these different perspectives and it does kind of help out because there's so many different times like this episode is, is like, that's what I'm trying to display with this is we've all kind of had similar experiences in this way. But for me personally, I, at, when I was first starting my, my journey and in, in my own mental health and my wellness, I wasn't really ready to talk to somebody about it because I didn't really even understand what I was going through. I didn't really even understand the kinds of thoughts that I had, you know, lurking in my brain because my ego was blocking them out. And so I had to start off by journaling just to kind of 
see my own thoughts like this person says, see my own thoughts written down. Like I had to see them to actually start to understand, okay, this doesn't really make sense. And I could start connecting dots here, there, wherever. And so journaling for me was, was one of the catalysts that kind of helped me out and kind of helped me kind of start to realize that, you know, maybe this, this belief that I have about myself or this agreement that I've made to kind of continue to, to believe this thing, like, where is this even rooted in and why did it start? And is it because this person said this or is it because this person said that uh, they treated me like this at this point in my life or whatever it could be? For me, journaling was a way that I could start to even organize and understand my own thoughts such that I could go to someone else like a counselor, like a doctor and start to talk about these things properly and uh, dive into the root causes of these issues. Like, I didn't even understand that my feelings of inadequacy started with some of these experiences that I had. I just thought I was fucking broken and everyone else felt okay, and that was that. I didn't understand that there was a root cause. And so for me, that was one of the most powerful transitions that I made was when I started to journal because then I could understand my thoughts so much better. And that's why this story resonates so much with me because, you know, the feeling of being alone, like physically being alone, it was so difficult for me for such a, a long part of my life. And, you know, there is a lot of peace in it now. Like there's a lot of times where I kind of need to find kind of like just be alone to kind of breathe and just kind of think properly because sometimes when I'm in conversations with other people or if I'm just kind of like, you know, it's about kind of, I can't think about my own thoughts. I'm thinking about like what we're talking about or whatever it could be. And a lot of the times, especially I'm such a social person that if anyone's even around me, I'm already distracted. I'm thinking about what they're doing. I'm thinking about how I look to them. I'm thinking about talking to them because I just love talking so much. It's naturally why I have a podcast, but for me personally, it was, uh, yeah, journaling was a big catalyst for me. So I fucking really resonate with this. I resonate with the, um, you know, the whole like checking my door if it's locked before going to bed. I literally do that at least two times a night, uh, every single time. Uh, I'll like go and lock my door like purposely. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to lock it beforehand so I don't have to worry about locking it later. And then <clears throat> like... An hour before bed, I'll go back and just double check. Hey, did I lock the door earlier? I kind of seem to remember like I did, but I can't remember. So I should just go and check just to be safe. And then like literally there's been times where like I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I don't think I locked the door. I'm going to go check it. And then fucking lo and behold, it was already locked. And so it's just kind of like these weird anxious thoughts. And uh, when they when they come on, it's it, it makes us like a little bit more impulsive and, and for me personally i'm like fuck i might as well just go and just get this done now even if i've already done it at least then i can kind of sleep with the peace of mind knowing that my place is locked up and uh, i don't have to like fucking ninja flip out of my bed if there's an intruder I'll, I'll hear them slowly breaking in and i'll fucking ambush them so um yeah i i love that story a lot because i definitely fucking connect with it and uh yeah, infidelity and fucking cheating sucks and it kind of creates these kind of feelings or these uh, thoughts of inadequacy, right? So, all right, so I'm going to move on to the last kind of story here that I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to wrap this kind of episode up with a little bow on top and then uh, I'm going to head down to the fucking beach. So, let's do this. Uh, this person here, 
They actually said that I could share their name. I'm not going to. They're going to be on the podcast soon, so maybe they can talk about this story if they'd like. Um, I'll let you guys kind of wonder about that, but let's jump into it. Grew up as quite an anxious kid and still carry some of that anxiety as an adult. It's not something that bogs me down so much anymore because I realize how normal it is for people to deal with similar issues. Take note of that, guys. Much of that anxiety stemmed from the feeling of not being accepted by my mother. She was, and still is, battling alcohol addiction, which made her an unsupported parent. Those feelings carried on into my relationships early on and still impact them for me today, uh, but to a lesser degree. I can remember being a young adult and being terrified about my girlfriend leaving me for fear I wasn't worthy, which I believe stems from the relationship that I had with my mother. When this, when my first girlfriend and I broke up, I remember feeling a wrench in my stomach for months. I lost 25 pounds, much of it was muscle mass, and I couldn't sleep. Not feeling like my case was special lifted much of the burden off my shoulders. I barely think about it anymore. I think my perspective on anxiety and depression has changed a lot. I believe that they are symptoms that we should listen to. Our bodies are exceptionally intelligent and have evolved vital emotional mechanisms which help kept, keep us alive over the course of our evolution. Depression and anxiety become real issues when we don't pay attention to those feelings and when we tell ourselves we are wrong for feeling them. And so I really fucking love what they say right at the end, but I also first uh, like kind of definitely resonate with what they were talking about in the very, very beginning, their actual experience with uh, having depression and anxiety. Because like I said, I've, you know, maybe they didn't come about in the exact same way. Maybe we had different like kind of, uh, you know, uh, events happen to us or different personal experiences, like I said, but this kind of, it's still a similar feeling. It's still a similar kind of, uh, I guess, uh, like a demon that we're both fighting. And so this idea of thinking like, you know, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. And I like this, this feeling of, you know, maybe my partner's going to find out, maybe they're going to figure it all out that I'm not good enough and they might leave me. And also just kind of this feeling of like, kind of that gut wrenching feeling like that and, and not being able to sleep and losing 25 pounds. Like I've literally been in that exact same situation. I can say, uh, where you have like extreme weight loss, you lose your appetite, you're not sleeping properly. There's it doesn't even feel like you could, like in those kinds of things. Like I remember thinking, like I can't sleep properly, I can't eat, I can't do these things, and you know, for for those things, I had to go and see a doctor. I had to go and seek medical help because there was times where, you know, over, you know, months and months, I was losing so much weight that. I even had coworkers and friends coming up to me being like, bro, is everything okay? And obviously I put on a brave face and lied. And I was like, yeah, everything's all good, bro. Like I'm trying to lose weight. And uh, it was fucked. You know, I like gaslit myself. So it was like, yeah, I definitely connect with that. And I I especially agree with and appreciate the fact that this person says like, um, you know, it starts when you're a kid. And these are things that we carry into being an adult. And unless we deal with them, you know, we're fucked. 
We have to start to actually, you know, like I was saying earlier, I do think it's important to keep grinding, keep working, and you have to push forward to get better. But what does pushing forward mean? Pushing forward actually means stopping and turning around, looking at the demons that are chasing us and facing them willingly, saying, look, I'm not going to let you ruin my fucking life anymore. You know, just because I feel this feeling, just because I have these thoughts doesn't mean I'm going to let them fucking impact the people around me any longer. I'm going to actually get down to the root of this and fucking nip it in the bud, right? And so I, I, uh, a super intelligent person, this person's talking like my language. So I, I like the, I like the per I like the way that they kind of say as well, like that, you know, anxiety and depression, these are symptoms, you know, a lot of the time we think of anxiety and depression cause X, Y, and Z. And to some degree they do, right? It's kind of, it's not really like a, a you know, is it, you know, like is it A or is it B? Like it's kind of like there's, it's a multifaceted problem. But at the end of the day, anxiety and depression, even though they can cause other symptoms, they are almost symptoms in and of themselves that we need to listen to. And our body, that's like a signal from our brain, our, our soul, our spirit, our body. Like it's, it's everything, all of this energy converging into one and t- telling us something's fucked and you need to fix it. Otherwise, you're not going to feel good. And, um, you know, obviously there's like chemical imbalances that come into play, but what's causing these chemical imbalances? And I'm not saying that, you know, we all have the same end all and be all like, hey, this is the solution. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I, I don't think that it's a one size fit all. It's a one size fit one. We all have our own different ways of dealing with these things. And that's why I think it's so important for us to go and seek, you know, actual professional help start journaling, start seeing counselors, start being honest with yourself and start being honest with the people around you, your loved ones. Because even like there's been so many times in my life where I couldn't even like afford to get some of the professional help that I needed. And so I had to rely on the people around me. Like I had to surrender and think, you know what? I'm fucked. I can't help myself any longer because if I could help myself out of this situation, I would have already. And so that was one of the conversations I had to have with myself where I was like, I... You know, I can't, maybe the, the professional help that I need or want, you know, it's not readily available for me. So what's next? And so I had to start trusting the people around me and maybe you're in that position as well. And so I, like I said, I just want to share some of these stories with you guys, because if you feel similarly, if you feel the same way, whatever it is, I just want you to understand that no matter what it is you're going through, you're not alone and life can and will get better for you. If you, if you have a story that you want to share as well, like I said, reach out to me and share it. I, I'm more than happy to kind of discuss these things as well. And if you want to jump on the podcast, fuck, reach out to me. I may have you on. So that's all I got for today. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, just trying to think of some housekeeping, anything that I need to say for you guys. Um, that's pretty much it. If you are wanting to join a group... Uh, we do. I do have a group as well. It's running on Telegram right now. We have daily conversations about things like mental health and self-development. Uh, we have weekly Zoom calls every single Sunday morning. Uh, subject to change. I don't know if people wanted to change. I don't really give a fuck what time we do these things at because uh, personally, as long as it fits my schedule and everyone's happy and the more people can make it and the more support we can provide for people, um, I'm down for that shit. So 
like I said, if you want to join the Telegram group, if you want to join the Zoom calls, reach out to me as well, uh, at Mark D. Henriksen uh, on Instagram. And yeah, if you want to be a mentor for someone else, if you need a little bit of mentoring as well, we kind of, you know, basically everybody plays both of those roles. There's times where I reach out for help and there's times where I reach out and give advice and there's times that people reach out and say, hey, your advice fucking sucks. And it's basically a giant group of, um effort and so i i kind of like that idea of a community run group if you want to join that let me know if you're watching this on youtube like comment subscribe share the show help me grow if you're listening to this on a podcast still share the show and help me grow but just leave a little five-star review uh leave a little review maybe a little comment tell me how i can improve but that's pretty much it i think that this has uh i actually didn't intend for this to be as long as it was but here we are. That's all I got. It's a beautiful day out. I hope it is for you as well. Go out and enjoy the fucking afternoon or morning or evening, whatever fucking time it is that you're listening to this at. But that's all I got. Much love and peace out.